This is The Mudroom, on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson, parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers and preschoolers more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live uncommon sense parenting class. Before we go any further, I'd like to welcome you. My name is Alana Robinson, and I'm a parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist, and I help parents of infants, toddlers, and preschoolers understand why their children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or using timeouts. I do one-to-one coaching. I have a membership program called the Brain Skills Play Blueprint, and I host a free peer support Facebook group called the Parenting Posse that's over 3,000 parents strong. So tonight I want to chat about something that sometimes makes parents just a wee bit squeamish, and that's boundaries. If you've been hanging around here for any length of time, or if you haven't, here's the headline. I'm big on boundaries and enforcing boundaries consistently. And that's generally why parents tend to get a bit fidgety when I talk about boundaries, because most parents know that boundaries are important, but they also know that they're not very good about being consistent about their boundaries or that they have none at all. So they tend not to want to talk about it. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Bethany. Hey, Tiffany. Thanks for joining me here today ladies. It's wonderful to have you. So yeah, parents generally don't want to talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable because they know that they're going to have to change something. But if you're here, chances are that you know you have to change something. You might just not know what. So let's get down to it. First, why are boundaries important? I like to think of boundaries like swimming in a pool versus swimming in the ocean. When we don't give our kids reasonable, fair, consistent, and firm boundaries, it's like dropping them into the middle of open water. No matter what direction you look in, all you see is more water. And as far as you're concerned, you can swim anywhere and nothing is going to stop you. So you're swimming along and suddenly, out of nowhere, you hit land. So you stand on it. You jump on it a little bit. Maybe you explore it a bit. Make sure that it's really there. And then once you're really convinced that this is a thing and you're not imagining it, you set off swimming in a different direction. And then eventually, boom, you hit land and you do the same thing. So now you have two boundaries. You're convinced that they're both real and permanent. So, you know, you hop back in the water and you try to swim back to the original one, but you can't find it. It's gone. It's moved. You swear it was here, but okay, I guess I was wrong. So you try to go back from whence you came, and oh my God, that one is gone too. So now you're once again in the middle of the ocean. All you can see is water, and you have no idea which way is north, south, east, or west, and you have no idea where your boundaries are, and you're freaking the fuck out. You're confused. You swore these were a real thing, and it was here, but you can't find it anymore. So you spin around lost, and you swim in whatever direction you're going in. You have no idea, because eventually, you hope that you hit land. And eventually, you do hit land again. 
but it doesn't look like the land you hit before. It's obviously different. This is a new boundary. So this time, you're going to make friggin' sure that it's real. You're going to push it. You're going to pull it. You're going to jump on it. You're going to pound on it. You're going to test this sucker out. And as you're doing that, poof, it disappears right out from under your feet. And once again, you're up to your neck in water, which would be terrifying, right? Confusing, anxiety-inducing, maybe even hints of gaslighting. Is that a word? It is now. Would you feel safe under those conditions? Because that is exactly what it feels like to our kids when we're inconsistent with our boundaries. They don't know which way is left, right, front, back. They're adrift at sea with absolutely no sense of direction. They don't trust that the boundaries that we do set are a thing because none of the others have been. It's unstable, it's unsettling, and it's frustrating versus being in a pool. In a pool, you have lots of room to swim around, but you can see the edges. And you know those bad boys aren't going up to up and disappear on you, right? You can see each of the edges from where you're standing. When you hit one, it doesn't move. And if you turn around, you can see the other edges haven't either. You can kick them, you can jump on them, you can poke them, you can prod them, you can pound on them. No matter what you throw at it, it's going to hold. And you know exactly when you're in the pool and when you're out of it. There's none of this standing on land and it disappearing out from under your feet shit. When you're in the pool, you can see it clearly and you know how to jump back in. You're safe. You know where you stand at all times, but you still have lots of space to move. Hey, Angela. So boundaries are exactly like being in the ocean versus being in a pool. Boundaries help kids feel safe. When we set a boundary and then go soft on it when our kids have an extinction burst, that's terrifying to them. It may be instantly gratifying the way it is when you jump into water on a hot summer's day, but after a minute, you realize that you're in the ocean and you have no idea what you can trust. So many parents rationalize that they're being nice by going soft on their boundaries. When their five-year-old throws a fit because they want to sleep in your bed and they seem to be looking for comfort or not feeling well and you're like, okay, fine, and don't get me wrong, it's okay to have exceptions to the rule. That's when you know that you're out of the pool. And that's cool. Everybody gets out of the pool sometimes. But then the next night, they're fine. But they freak out and they insist on sleeping in your bed again. And they're pushing and pounding and crying and testing and you feel like an ass. So you pull the island out from under them. And now they don't know which way is up. What if instead of interpreting our children's boundary pushing as a comment on how mean we are and what they don't want, we saw it as asking for reassurance, a comment on what they do want, pounding on the edge of the pool to make sure that it's not a mirage, that they're safe, that they aren't in open water without a compass. When we're consistent with our boundaries, we're giving our children a predictable, stable, familiar environment. Does that mean they're always going to love it? No. Being told you can't do something sucks, no matter how you present it. But they will 
feel safe and they won't feel the need to test the same boundary over and over and over and over and over again to make sure that it's not going anywhere because sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. That doesn't mean you have to be a dick about it and it doesn't mean that you can't make exceptions when they're sick or hurt or as a special treat, but it's the difference between being warned that the landmass you're standing on is going to disappear for 24 hours and having it just randomly fall out from under you. So please, (laughs) I'm begging you, stop feeling guilty about maintaining boundaries. Even if your child gets upset, it's okay. They're allowed to be frustrated and angry. Nobody ever died from being frustrated that they had a boundary set. And being there, sitting with them in their upset is a fantastic opportunity to show them that you really are there for them. You get it. It sucks. But boundaries keep us safe, both physically and mentally. Maintaining boundaries keeps us all sane. So if you're sitting there with a bit of a red face, and you're thinking like guilty is charged, it's okay. You're not screwed. (laughs) And it's never too late to start. If you need some help with how to set and enforce boundaries without being an asshole about it, check out my scripts for managing crazy making behavior. They're based off of principles pulled from all theories of child development, best practice and research. And they help you start to set boundaries around what my group, Parenting Posse, told me were the top 10 most crazy-making toddler and preschooler behaviors. There's 11 audio files. Each one walks you through a misbehavior situation, and each comes with a transcript if you prefer to read instead of listen. And they're linked in the description, or you can find them at prnt.link slash scripts. Okay. Hey, Caitlin. Okay. Anybody have any questions? (laughs) Boundaries are hard, and so many people feel so guilty about them. I know that I have moments where I'm like, oh, like I could just let this go right now. And sometimes it's okay. As I said, it's okay to have exceptions to the rule. But oftentimes, most of the time, when I let those boundaries go, I almost instantly regret it. (laughs) Because then my kids are very obviously not sure what is going on and it freaks them out. Like if you have very consistent boundaries and all of a sudden you just stop enforcing them, you can see the like meltdown coming. They don't know what is happening. And I'll say it again because this is often what comes back to me. Just because your child gets upset about it doesn't mean that they like it or that they don't like it. If your child is getting upset and you're like, oh, I think that might be because I didn't enforce a boundary, it's okay to then go and enforce it, right? Consistency is key. When our children have consistent boundaries, they can count on them. So as I said, they don't have to keep testing that same boundary over and over and over and over and over again because they know that it holds water. Um, Tiffany says, where did you say you could find the scripts? prnt.link slash scripts. And it's linked in the description of the video, too. You just have to click on that, and it'll take you right through. Madeline. Hey, Madeline. <laughs> um, my husband doesn't always enforce the same boundaries I do, or he'll ask me what the boundary is in front of our toddler, which makes me the bad guy enforcer. We really do try to communicate with each other. Yes. So the best thing that I can tell 
parents who are parenting together is that whoever starts need to finish because this happens a lot with mom and dad, right? It happens with my husband too, because hello, I'm a parenting coach. So he will often look at me and be like, what do I do? And I had to nip that in the bud because as you said, I was always the bad guy. And two, it gave him zero credibility. So when I wasn't around to tell him what to do, my kids were like, I don't have to listen to you. You don't know what you're doing. So the rule that we have in our house and that I always tell other parents to use as well is he who starts is he who finishes. So if my husband looks at me and says, what do I do? I, I hand it off to him, right? Like I'm like, you're the one parenting right now. You do it. That doesn't mean that he's always going to do it perfectly. And oftentimes after the fact, we have a little conversation about, okay, so that didn't go so well. Why do you think that was? And kind of debrief between the two of us and decide what we're going to do in that situation the next time. But in front of our kids, we are united front. And that's sometimes very painful for me as I like almost bite a hole through my tongue. <laughs> because it doesn't matter that he can hear me doing all of these broadcasts or that he he's actually in the basement probably watching me right now. Hi, honey. Um, it doesn't matter that he hears me talk about this stuff. He has obviously has access to my blog and all of these. It's hard, right? Parenting is hard. Nobody is perfect at it. And that's me included. So oftentimes we do have to have that kind of little side powwow later when the kids are in bed or they're off entertaining themselves elsewhere. And it's just the two of us in front of our kids though. He who starts is he who finishes, which also means that if I'm starting and he doesn't agree with what I'm enforcing, he's going to shut up and talk to me about it later. He's not going to bust in while I'm in the middle of enforcing a boundary, right? Even if he's like, well, you know, I told him that he could do that. He just zips his lip and tells me afterwards. And same with me. If he's enforcing something that I think is absolutely ridiculous, I don't talk about it in front of the kids. I talk about it later. Um, hey, MJ! So yeah, that's kind of my little spiel on keeping it consistent between the two of you. That's it for me tonight. Have a great evening. I'll see y'all next week when we're going to talk about corporal punishment. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us on social. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.